At a climactic point in Jesus' ministry, God reveals to Peter that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus responds with the promise of a church that will overcome the very gates of Hades. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 16th chapter. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone he was the Messiah. The Gospel of our Lord. Who do you say Jesus is? After the gospel reading, how many of you are answering in your heads, the Messiah and or son of the living God? Nobody's going to raise their hands on that one? Oh, yeah, okay. See, I knew some of you were thinking that. All right, so now define Messiah and or son of the living God. It's okay. So our English word Messiah comes from the Hebrew, and like the Greek word Christos, which in English we call, say, Christ, means the anointed one. Now, anointing was a much bigger deal back in the, back in the ancient world, the various centuries covering biblical times, than it is today. Kings, priests, and so on were anointed, and it was to ceremonially confer divine or holy office upon a person. We don't do that so much in the modern world and in mainline denominations, except maybe at death and baptism. Um, Orthodox churches, still lots of anointing, lots of anointing. Um, And of course, Chucky III was anointed back in May during his coronation, making him both head of state and head of the Church of England, which is a whole other thing that we won't get into today. I don't have an easy translation for son of the living God, so I'm just going to leave that one, because so much of how any of us understands that is dependent upon how we understand living God. I know I say it sometimes in my sermons, and it comes up in prayers, but it's a lot to unpack, and yeah, no, not today. Because what I really want us to be thinking about today is who we say Jesus is. Jesus posed this question about who people were saying he was pre-death and resurrection. Now, post-resurrection and a couple thousand years later, who is this Jesus? I had a different sermon started about half done when Lowell and I were doing some housework Friday evening and we were listening to 
the Release Radar playlist on Spotify, and a song titled Jesus Was a Drag Queen came on. In this song by Melody Walker, Jesus was a drag queen in a long dress, a trans kid, your son or daughter, a communist giving away all the loaves and fishes in Galilee Bay, a feminist listened to all, a radical preached against hate, and the chorus ends with the lines said, what you do for the least of these will bring the kingdom of heaven here. And behold, a new and shorter sermon was conceived. Think about Jesus. When you are asked who Jesus is, or why you go to church, or when you're trying to impress upon your kids, your grandkids, or whomever, how important all this God stuff is, what do you say about Jesus? Don't worry, I'm not actually expecting any of you to answer. Just be thinking about these things. When you read books, scripture, articles, devotionals, poetry, whatever you're reading, what sort of things do, do those writings say about Jesus? Is Jesus a prophet? God? Just a man, as Mary Magdalene sings in the rock opera Jesus Christ Superstar? Is he a wisdom teacher? A spiritual being? Is he political? What do the characters in the novels you read say about him? When you look at artwork depicting Jesus, what does he look like? Where is he? What is he doing? What about Jesus and music? What are some of the different words and images used to talk about Jesus in the hymns we sing every week? How do different musical artists that you listen to sing about him? What kind of things has the church told you about Jesus? In the liturgies and prayers, in the sermons, in Sunday school, confirmation classes, and other Bible and book studies. What do your neighbors in the pews say? Now, Think about how your understandings or your concepts of Jesus have changed over the course of your life. How, is, how has your understanding of Jesus grown as you have grown? What about in those times when you believed without question or doubted? Or maybe you didn't doubt, but you definitely had questions. Times you shared with everyone you came across all about Jesus. And times you shunned the notion of God altogether because what does a first century Middle Eastern have anything to do with your life? And everything in between.
I'm currently reading Rain Wilson's latest book, Soul Boom, Why We Need a Spiritual Revolution. Yes, that's right. Dwight Schrute from The Office has written a book about spirituality. In his fourth chapter, titled The Notorious G.O.D., he talks about growing up as a believing Baha'i um, in his youth. And he says, the big guy upstairs has always been a constant, active part of my life. It's a relationship that I've been in a continuous state of struggle with. And he talks then about struggling with belief, questioning things as a teenager, because that's what teenagers do. And then in his 20s, when he was studying acting, he, was initially, he initially rejected anything and everything related to spirituality. Because during that time, he began to skeptically see as God as someone or something grandmothers need to believe in so that they feel better about their lives. Religion was for old conservative types who weren't capable of creating a rich, vital life of their own and needed some outside supernatural belief system to provide structure and meaning in a chaotic world. Later, after he says some really beautiful things about the art of acting and the role of storytelling and the spiritual transcendence of some performances, he says in response to his own crises of self, I needed to speak spirituality because I was really freaking unhappy. And from there, he talks about seeking out the divine in various traditions, places, and experiences. And he quotes the AA Big Book, God is either everything or else they are nothing. God either is or isn't. So again, who do you say Jesus is? Who do we as a congregation, as members of Christ's body together in baptism, say Jesus is. Because ultimately, while we each have different experience of experiences of Jesus, our own faith stories and autobiographies, we don't each have our own personal Jesus. Jesus, whoever he is, is for everyone. So how do we talk about who Jesus is in a way that invites others to meet to know, to experience this son of the living God. As you move through today, through this week, spend some time in prayer or meditation, in writing, in conversation, really considering this Jesus person. And when we come together again, and again and again, week after week, let us share with bold courage who Jesus is. Amen.